in that. Classic. <laughs> I'm putting this in the private chat here too. So, yo, we are live on Beat People Podcast, episode 67. Um, we're going to be talking about the classic standalone NPC. Uh, you know, it's always a topic of communication, of, of discussion, but, you know, there's so many boxes that have come out and, you know, NPC is one of the boxes that paved the way. And so I wanted to get some people on here that uh, are fans of the, the, the NPC, the classic standalone NPCs, or at very least have owned them and still have an affinity for them in some way. And I'm kind of wondering, why do they still hold so much appeal after all of these years. I mean, some of them are more expensive today than they were when they came out. Uh, and there's probably a lot of reasons for that. But what we're gonna do is uh, talk to these guys. We got Ken, we got D Still, we got Upright, yeah. and we got Ricky Tinez. Welcome to the show, Rick. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Chilling. Yeah, man. <laughs> look, 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 various still levels still of Kelvin. <laughs> He's still, still like, I'm yeah. chilling. <laughs> <laughs> Recovering from 420 still, man. No doubt, no doubt. So, hey, re- welcome to the show, Ricky, man. Glad you, you uh, came down to chill with us, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. This is super dope. You know, I've tuned in a couple times before, so this is mm-hmm. tight to see that yeah. I'm a, a part of it. Yeah, no doubt, man. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been putting in that work. How long have you been doing your YouTube, YouTube channel, yo? I want to say, like avidly maybe two years i think now oh dope. yeah breakneck yeah. speed bro congratulations yeah, for bro, sure. on everything <laughs> with the, the success of the channel and yeah, before we get started tell us the connection between you and star wars oh man i gotta uh, we gotta add that dude. damn we're going, that. we're going full <laughs> gas no brakes no uh, that's right let's go <laughs> <laughs> that that honestly kind of came up through the youtube um thing and like just kind of chatting with JJ a little bit about synths and gear and and then randomly you know we were chatting a lot for a while and then uh, he's like hey I need some help finishing a song for this bar shot I'm like okay and uh, it was taking place on the planet Kijimi and I use the Kijimi a lot so we just kind of like oh let's let's try and make something funky and cool and weird and yeah after a while I just kind of happened which is still weird to think about but to happen <laughs> no doubt really and hold on you know. know what i'm gonna try to find this this picture because i think it's a it's a, a ill picture of uh you with your npc you recently picked up an npc which which model did you pick up boom three thousand three thousand wow man yeah. man that's the first joint i learned on right there man yeah, yeah. It's such. It's so good. It's like, I mean, it, I, Ken and I were talking about it for a little bit, but I, I would think this is the best one. <laughs> what do you love about it? What do you love? What do you love about it? It's like the perf. So I have the sixty Mark II also, and I fell in love with that one a lot too because the sound is really good, the sequencer is really good. It has that weird kind of randomized swing, but there's like no filters. It's a little clunky in certain ways. So this just feels like the, I don't know if the processor is beefed up and it just feels a little easier to navigate. There's a filter. There's a delay I didn't even know existed. Well, the engine's 
pretty drastically different. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Like the just, actual sampling engine is different. The the OS right. is not that different, but the exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's the weird thing. Like the OS is uh, it's visual enough to like help you just crank out a tune really fast. I it did take me a second to get used to milliseconds as opposed to looking at a waveform, but it makes mm-hmm. perfect sense now. And I use the number pad way more than I do the jog wheel at this point. Yeah, I, I, so I, I, I'm sorry, Ken. Let me just ask this real quick because I know you use the 1000 for live performance. So, mm-hmm. how does the three the 3000 fit into your whole like environment now? So, is the 3000 just for at home? Obviously, you're not going to take that out, right? So, is that yeah. just for something you you lose you use in, at the house, or how does that? Yeah, how does that, uh, yeah. Right now, I make. Um, I think in April, I've made I've made about a song or two a day, and it's all just on the 3000. And um, then I just try, I have 10 outs, 10 audio outs coming out of the back, going into Ableton. I have everything in its own channel. And then uh, I'll basically do all the song structure, chopping, filtering on here. And then I'll like add a crash or something once in a while there, or like just play the bongos throughout the whole track. And that way I don't want to just waste an entire output to just a single crash that happens like twice, you know? So I'll do the random things in there. But yeah, I make everything on this now and it makes perfect sense so one, of the, one of the everything nice in your studio to it too right what was that you're routing everything in your studio to that yeah i got i got two midi ins and two midi outs going out to run everything but honestly half the time i just use it and i'll just play a chord on a synth or something and sample that in because i have an output of my whole studio coming back into it and that includes like spotify youtube whatever's yeah. playing and I could just sample that monitoring off and just it's so fast. It's crazy fast. I can make a track in like 30 minutes. Yeah, one so. of the nice things about about that particular unit um, and really the, the 60 as well, but especially that one is um, because there isn't a lot of extra frills. Uh, so like on on the 2000 XL and, and later, you know, there was effects and other things that were going on. But of course, you had to apply them very carefully. Uh, and when you start doing things like applying things to, to individual outs, you are also messing with how it compresses the sound. Mm-hmm. Um, on the individual outs on those things, I mean, you just get this like uncompressed, like full-bodied sound out of them. So it's it's a little bit more um, inviting to go out your your eight outs on that thing. Yeah, and that, that's one thing I noticed as well too, because I was I was kind of scared about using the the eight outs and losing the sound because I kind of noticed that with the MPC 1000 and I, I definitely noticed it with the MPC 4000 as well, that everything just kind of like, I mean, it, it gained clarity, but it just also gained like staleness. It just sounded really exactly the same, I guess. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that, that, that was my thing is like, I kind of like two tracking my MPC. Mm-hmm. Like I, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy that, that, it's a weird dynamic crunch that it does, um, and I say crunch, but I, I be, I'm careful in using that term crunch because I feel like it gets overhyped how some people want to use it. I don't yeah. mean in a bit crushy way. I don't mean in like a like a grungy lo-fi way. Like it, no, it's just this kind of pseudo glue. It's not even like a tape glue or anything. It just kind of pushes everything together just a little yeah. bit, you know. And and I enjoy that on on the 2000 XL, but. Um, there is something about going out the eight outs on those that really like it's that, more of like a powerful. That's why I love my twenty five hundred though, because my twenty five hundred yeah. is my 
like I, I I've used most yeah. NPCs, but my twenty five hundred has been like old faithful for me. <laughs> well, let's go around the room hey, you know and what? ask you everybody what? really quickly so yeah. we can see where all yeah. our biases yeah. lie. Yeah. What's your favorite NPC? So we'll start with Corey. Favorite NPC. Uh, so I, I thought of that. Uh, it's a tough one for me. It's so hard. <laughs> we'll we'll come back it's, to being more detailed tough. about it, it's but tough. let's get yeah. the bias out of the way. Okay, <laughs> okay. I could say that I think the NPC I used the longest nonstop was the five thousand, and so I really have an affinity for that. And it's one of those, you know, that people are kind of like ew about. But. Nah, five, I, thought, <laughs> I thought the five thousand was cool. It had its issues, but it was it was really dope. Yeah, I loved yeah. it, man. I used it for years, years and years. So yep. that's probably my favorite. Yep. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Steel? So for me, it's probably going to have to be the 2500 and the 2000 XL. Okay. And uh, well, I still get two answers. Upright? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Steel gets two answers. Yeah, yeah. Cause... Okay, 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 okay. So for me, if, if I were to pick one that I, I would take on a desert island with me, it would be the 2500. So I started on the 2500 and when I was in PC forums, they were hating on the 2500 so hard. And I was like, man, this, yeah, they were hating on that joint so bad. But I was saying, okay, those, those beats were whack too, though. The one yeah, hold on, there, there's some legitimate reasons, but we'll, we'll get to all of that later. We'll get to yeah, why, yeah, yeah, why yeah. we hate hey, each individual NPC yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, for me, the I'm dopest NPC I've used would be the Renaissance. I loved it, and I know that may be controversial, but I love the Ren. The Ren. I don't dope. think it is. I think I well, think they I, took yeah. the NPC line to another level when they well, did. All right. Well, yeah. you see, you right, see, he pick, he's picking Ren. Hold on, here? you got to keep moving down the line. Hold on, what's, what's Ricky? You see what's sitting back there? I'd say um, the one I used forever and have owned multiples of is the four thousand, and that's the one that like. It's it's one of those. Uh, that's the one that gave me the aha moment in why NPCs are incredible. And from there, mm -hmm. I really started kind of branching out and exploring. But I'll just, oh, okay, we can't give two answers. Yeah, All right. So so my answer is going to be two thousand XL, and and I'll just give two quick reasons why. One, because it has the most sentimental value to me. That was the one that like mm -hmm. I really spent so many nights on and and grew so much on. The other reason is. Um, I found that that I really enjoyed the sound quality along with the ease of use. The, to me, it was it was like that thing is just instant. Like when you're creating on it, you could just instantly get what you want to get on it, and and it didn't lack a lot of the things that some of the later ones kind of lacked that I, I blew my you. mind I feel, about. I feel, I feel you on that. Can I just re do a rebuttal real quick? Somebody said. 2500 has great features but the 2000 xl has more feel i absolutely disagree with you feel mm. doesn't come from the machine it comes from the programmer good point good point so good point. i i could ken you're talking to a drummer oh yeah, god that's true. don't don't that's true. don't pull that card i'm, I'm, I'm you're talking to a real beat maker so no because i'm gonna go with steel on this one because no. i always hear people like no this one has this and this one has that it feels differently Bro, if you have the timing, you can program it that way. So here, here's what I'll oh, say to that. You, you're that's right true, to an extent. I mean, However, there is definitely timing differences from unit no, to unit. There is. So, no, so there is. You, no, these are very minor differences for the most part. However, I will say when, when I'm talking feel between those two units in particular, right? For me, the, the big thing about the 2500 that drove me insane 
was the actual operating system and the way envelopes were done and that sort of thing, uh, like per no, pad. And I, and I under, That's I what drove that. me nuts. And the fact that. that you had to go to an outside source to get a proper operating system for it. And, and JJ, I, and, yeah. I, but see, mine was hooked up with the JJ. I was, you know, I had the luxury 2500. Yeah. If you yeah. had, if you had a 2500 <laughs> yeah, and you weren't using the JJ OS, you were doing it wrong. Yeah, but I, I, dude, I, I even got down with the one. Th I had the one thousand for years. And for me, I'm just like a lot of people complained about it, but I always made my li dude. I made a living off of the one thousand. Well, that's cool, yeah. but a lot well, of people I'm, I'm made their living on a lot of garbage gear. No, no, of course, but you see, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, when when people say that well, something has more feel, I'm like, eh, you might have. It's a no subjective feel. thing, though. Yeah. I think it. I think Ken, it kind of touches base on what you were saying earlier too, where like sometimes people will get an NPC and be like, "Cool, now I've made it." Before you've even made the beat, and like you make a beat on it, and you're like, "Oh, this, I was expecting more out of this." Yeah. Right. You know, right. I think that I might that. be the yeah. the contemplation where it's like, "Oh, yeah. I'm gonna get the 60, make a beat on it, and no matter what I do, it's gonna be it's hot." It's gonna be hot, and that's yeah. not true. That's yeah, not true. That's, that's, not, that, that's, that's, that's a common mistake true, with yeah. almost every bit of gear. And no, that's yeah. the kind of thing when oh. it when it comes down to it, a lot of people, like I, I always tell the story about an ASR-10 to digress off of NPCs, but classic joint. I had an oh, ASR-10 for a year and I sold it. <laughs> and it was fun. The ASR-10 was dope. I, I, I dug it, but you know I got it for like $200 and I sold it. And then the guy reached out to me and was like, yo, this thing don't turn on. And he turned it on and didn't, you know, the well, OS didn't load. And I'm like, yo, that joint is old. You got to put the disc in. I sent you the disc with it. Turn it back on. I don't sound yeah. like Timberland. What's He's wrong? Like, yeah, yeah. What's the disc? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he turned it on, and then, then he was trying to get like lessons in tech support out of me. I was like, "Bro, you bought that thing. That's yours, yeah. man." Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, man. it was. Yeah. Yeah. You, you yeah. was gonna be magic, and I think that's the same thing with some classic. I feel MVPs. like it's less. People it's less of way. an issue now, but it was for a long time where people kept trying to attribute other producers swing vibe and feel to the machine and i think that's what steel's really getting at yes and, that's what and I'm so at. so i'm i'm being a little bit more particular what i'm talking about but i think in the broader scope of things yeah it, it got really annoying when people were like oh i want that pete rock vibe i want that primo vibe i want that jay dillo swing and yeah. it's like that wasn't because of that like <laughs> that's technique that's all technique yeah. you know ken i yeah. remember i remember my combo was the mpc 2500 the Roland uh, Dr. Groove drum machine and Acid Whoa. Pro. Acid Pro. Acid Pro. I had almost the same setup. Right? Acid 2.0, bro. That was yeah. my, that was like my setup. For we a had a Gemini time. DJ. Yo, uh, uh, we had the, the Gemini yeah, mixer the, the, with the, the sampler, sampler on it. Yeah, bro. That was my joint. And, right we, and it was like a little arcade button type sampler on it. And you would sample with that joint. And yet there was no way to save it. Nothing like you just had to do it like oh. that. And we would drop <laughs> that, that, to, we would drop that to a really crappy computer with acid. And then we would take it to my boy's crib. And we would drop that to the SP twelve hundred. <laughs> Yo, so D D was was the twenty five hundred your first MPC? So I learned on a three thousand. Okay. Um, at church, when I used to play drums, we used to do all the click tracks with the MPC two thousand XL. 
So I okay. learned that at church when I was just running all the click tracks, playing drums with that. Gotcha, so I, gotcha. I was just going to say, y'all flipping gospel records at church? Bro. <laughs> <laughs> yo, listen, yo, if you, if you Man, listen, I wish my church had an MPC. Listen, right. If, if you listen to all those early Kurt Franklin records, all that's, that's all MPC programs yeah, yeah, behind gotcha, it. Yeah. So yeah, we, that's, that's where we learned all that stuff. And then um, my first personal MPC was the, the 1,000. Okay. Then I got a 2500 and then I left that and just went for the MV8000 and now I'm with the MPCX. So Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So the so the basic so, basically uh 1000 is a 2000 a 2500 with bad pads. That's yeah. basically what that. Yeah. Well, I changed my pads too, man. Okay. So. The 1000 had had some things about it, man. Like cuz it was okay. it was a dope. Whole, I saw your whole video series on that, Ken. Well, hold on, hold on. The the 1000 was dope uh for the size factor and like there was a lot about it that was really really dope. Mm -hmm. But the there was also factors about it that kind of like blew a lot of people's mind that like we're trying to move from 2000 XLs because you remember it was the direct successor to the 2000 XL. Mm -hmm. um, even if product wise, it you know it was kind of a shift. It was still like the lower cost MPC, which the 2000 XL was. If you remember, like the 2000 series was the lower cost to the 3000, even though it was newer, had yeah. waveform editing and all these new features. It was still lower cost. It kept coming down, and um, the the 1000. I had a lot of members of my crew that to this day still rock those things, and the thing that drove me nuts was like, yo, no envelope per, per sample. Like that, like shook me. Like when, when I got into the program and I was like, yo, there's no envelope. And I started like getting <laughs> angry and I start like hitting things. And I'm like, wait, you no. Good, and then right, you start. My first MPC, ain't nobody know. I didn't know what no envelope was. Yeah, I was like, what's an envelope? <laughs> <laughs> samples. I was like, yeah, well, yeah, but coming from a 2000 XL sample. and Let's coming go. from a, um, and really, really it was 2000 XL and it was also ASRX. Like, so like yeah. I was using mm -hmm. those two at the same that's, time. That's like, my jam right there. I got mine over here, dude. And yeah, I got my I got my ASRX over there too. Don't make me get Ooh. up and go grab stuff. You know yeah. how this show goes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> Come on. But but no, the thing the thing about it to me was like I was so excited about something so small because I used to do really stupid stuff. Like I would get a power inverter and bring my MPC two thousand XL in my car and make beats in my car. Why did you say know? used to? Like, you don't still do yeah, that with the port. used to. That was him yeah. <laughs> with a modular skiff. Well, my point being is that this thing was more compact and it had more power. So I was excited. But then when I saw the operating system, I was really let down by the operating system. And then the JJOS thing hadn't fully fleshed itself out yet. Like that took a long yeah. time for the JJOS thing to really play itself out. And even so, it's still like you still have to kind of like look at it and you know, Corey and I, like, we know the actual full backstory behind it, but it was mm -hmm. like, you know, from the outside looking in at that point, like, it was really confusing for, for Akai users to be like, yo, like, what do you mean I gotta, like, pay extra money to some <laughs> random to dude right. to get hey, a proper hey. set of features? And so Akai's hands were tied. I got I got something I want to throw in here. Uh, Ken mentioned taking, uh, taking gear outside of the house, so maybe we can segue into the smaller NPCs. Like uh, the Actually, more portable joints, yeah. yeah. Um, so what are what are the more portable ones though? The five thousand, the one thousand. I honestly would throw nah, the, the one in the two now. Yeah, yeah, five hundred is what I meant. Not the yeah. five thousand. Obviously, I'm like, the five thousand. That joint was portable. That's like. <laughs> Y'all are leaving out the y'all are leaving out the best portable NPC ever. What the XT the XT uh, what's the name of that uh IMPC. 
Oh yeah. Oh, but we haven't oh, got yeah. to the session we, where we talk about we, that's, modern, that's more modern though. So yeah, we, it, it's more about... modern, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like you can't sleep on the fact that, like, it, for portability wise, like that's pretty amazing. Yo, remember when they hit you with that elements though? Yo, that was bad. I highly recommend anybody out here check out Rod's video. Um, so Rod's channel, I want to say it's Dark Manifestations. It, wow. it, which is that like it, evil. this is that's this so is common. way back. Rod is an evil dude. Scary. Don't spell yeah. it wrong. Well, hold on, when, hold on, when Rod did Rod did a video it. on NPC Fly and it is hilarious. <laughs> like you got to see it because he was. But yeah, we want to set the classic NPC, the standalone NPC specifically, yeah. right? Now. And that that could come into because right. when you when you start talking about the Rand Studio and the Fly or the whatever the hell else they had at that point that was only controllers. Go ahead and say it. you want to stick to hardware. Just say it. Be a bit with standalones, which means even the newer ones because they can operate. Yeah. So, so right? part of part of one one of my loves for the twenty five hundred was it was one of the first ones with USB MIDI. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that. And I well, that was yeah, huge. That was yeah. huge. And, and the file transfer. And the file transfer because it was USB for MIDI for file transfer, and it still had the smart media card. So there was a bunch of ways you can get samples in and out. Uh, also, the that's the one that I had it modded with the big uh, tilt screen, the big oh, tilt screen. On, on yeah, that yeah, you could get the mod yeah. on it. Yeah, Yo, yeah, yeah. that joint. It just well, hold on. Let's not let's not forget though the three thousand. You could hook to the PC screen too. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. But for me, the tw that's these are the things that made me fall in love with. The Wait a minute, that just blew my mind. Since when is that the truth? The three oh, yeah. thousand to yeah. a computer screen. I can't yeah. believe I didn't know that. You got to get the card for it. But yeah, I think okay. But if I'm not mistaken, the 2500 actually adds like it takes up the real estate in a in a smart way. Like it shows you a bunch more mm -hmm. things where the 3000 is just a bigger version of what's on the screen. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and JJ released a specific OS for the modded screens too. Exactly. Right. So you get and, like your mixer levels and all that and stuff. And that, that's what made it super special for me and that actually the the JJOS on the 2500 was the first time I ever experimented with step sequencing. Hmm. And I was so like, the question yo, so is, let me, is yeah, let me, let me, oh, go ahead. I was gonna, I was gonna ask Ricky. Look, have you ever had one of the portable NPCs? So I would put that in the category of the five, the 500. And what was the mm -hmm. small, the, the small, small version of the the win, the Rin? Uh, the, the but that was oh, that wasn't that wasn't yeah. portable. You needed a laptop for that joint. I'd say the one thousand yeah. was still yeah, pretty that's... affordable. Um, yeah. I have to watch the one thousand. Yeah. The one thousand and the live are are realistically the one thousand, the live, and the five hundred were realistically they're they're portable ones that are standalone. That's all that we're gonna count in this stream as mm. their true portable ones. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, and then everything else we'll say sure. falls okay. under the category of a hybrid or a um, <clears throat> or a software unit. You know. Yeah, okay. I have. Yeah, that makes I have sense. the one thousand with the JJOS, and and it's it's fucking awesome. I yeah, love that, it. Yeah, that's on this fire. The, the, yeah, the other ahead. issues yeah, that cool. we can get into is, is build quality because honestly, um, w one of the problems with the 1000 uh, was that, you know, coming from 2000XL to the 1000, there, 
First, if you were an early adopter of a 1000, you had broken pads, period. Yeah. Like, there that, wasn't yeah, an early that 1000 that didn't get broken that pads. It's true. So many people yeah. had that problem. Yeah. The new and Malaysia then, factory. Yeah. Much, much later yeah. on. And that's because they completely changed the sensor, right? It became mm -hmm. these individual carbon pads and they, they cracked. Um, and then later on, they came out with a single sheet. And then, of course, you know, there's like the NPC stuff uh, upgrades, which are fantastic, by the way. The fat pad yeah. upgrade for that. If oh, you you have an MPC yep. 1000 and you don't do the fat pad upgrade and, and yeah. the sensor upgrade, you're missing you're out because it's a massive yep. change. Really? The yeah, other? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been anti fat pads forever. I don't know why. No, no. no. So you, you, have you tried? Have you tried that though? I've, so you have original pads? Yeah, on all my NPCs. But have you tried it on no. the 1000? Because the difference on the 1000 is massive. Uh, I, I, my John Tejada, he has a 1000 with fat pads on it and it, it felt really good. I was always afraid that I would start getting double triggers or something weird. Which you know I what the problem was? I tell you, it's night You know what the problem was with double triggers? A lot of times at first when the fat pads came out, they were selling the cork sensitivity yep. upgrade yep. with them. Right. And so if you, most people would install in the fat pads with the cork sensitivity. And I, I found and that it didn't need the quirks. It didn't need them. It needed. So I put, them, put it on and then realized, like, yo, this is janky. It's messing me up. Yeah. So I, did I, the, I did the two pieces of electrical tape under the pads on my 4000. A lot, a lot did that. So I, did that on, yeah. I did that before I was like, I was like, man, I got to be legit and buy it. So, <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah. so I did the electrical tape on. The, I even did it on my MPD32, and that was night and day with that, too. Really? Dope. Really? Yeah. Okay. Dope. Yeah, I did, I did the fat pad upgrade on my MPD32. Yeah. So I, I'll say this, Damn. though. The, um, the, the buttons on the 1000 drove me more nuts than anything else. The actual tack buttons, because those, yeah. those switches On the 1000? Yeah, they're really bad. And like a lot of them, I mean, I can't tell you how many 1000s I've worked on it. And it's like, you gotta like break your fingertips, like pressing them in. And I, I even seen it in Ricky's videos where I could see you, I can see your fingers like, yeah. And you don't say nothing about it. And I'm like, I knew, I knew his fingers hated just so funny you like get used to it because on my 1000 i think it's like my f1 button needs to be pressed in like the top right and kind of pushed down yeah and, like, it's it's like it's like know? those those movies where you see a guy with an old car and he's like loving on the side of the dashboard and smacks it one way and then it starts that's yeah, kind of how working a 1000 totally. is <laughs> well, so if dude, your 1000 if your 1000 went out ricky you go you go try to cop another one yeah i i still really like it because i before that i was using well, I had the 1000, didn't really get it. I didn't have the JJOS. I got a 4000. It made perfect sense to me. And then I got a 1000 and got the JJ. And I was like, oh, man, this is a 4000 just tiny. Like, I mm. still have all the amount of crazy, weird features, envelopes, and effects, and all this stuff. And um, and I really like it. And then I borrowed an MPC Live, the newer one. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. But I still preferred the 1000. The 1000 is heavy as hell. Mm, is it compared to the compared to five? I think they're yeah. That joint is heavy. Yeah, especially <laughs> when you consider that one has a battery and like all this other stuff on it. You know, it's like oh man, yeah. The one thousand is five, but even then, like the three thousand looks tiny to me compared to my four thousand and my sixty. I was like, oh my god, I could take this with me everywhere, but it's yeah. still pretty big, you know. But you don't get that ninety six k though from that. Uh, <laughs> that thing. Yeah, that, that's see that for me when I was working on the four thousand man, 
I that was my first experience with hearing things like sampling in high resolution. Mm. And high, not high resolution, high sample rate. And I yeah. was just like, what the heck is happening? When I pitch my samples down, I'm not losing low end. What the heck is happening now? I feel like uh, the 4000 was the last real, like, studio pro top level. Yes. It, it was the last real yeah. flagship. The the X kind of brought that back a little bit. But still, it doesn't still interface. Things, right? It doesn't interface in the same way. And, and there's a lot of missing things there compared to what the 4K was. The 4K... The biggest gripe that I see from a lot of people is just that the ease of use compared to a lot of the other NPCs, like it, it was because it was a much more professional instrument and could do so much more. There was a much bigger learning curve, whereas the yeah. two thousand yeah. and the one thousand and the twenty five hundred, yeah. it was it was much Yo, me, more focused. You know, well, me, let me tell oh, you, sorry, um, I, I ran into, I don't know, Ricky. This was a while ago, a couple years ago. We ran into each other at uh, Perfect Circuit. Mm -hmm. And um, we, we were back there talking and I was at that point thinking of how I could take two NPCs out and perform. I wanted to perform with two NPCs and a, and a DJ mixer and do stuff. That was before I got the force and realized I could just perform with this the way I wanted to. But anyway, uh, Ricky, you was telling me you came up on a 4,000 for like an incredible deal at one point, right? Yeah, so it's actually the 4,000 I have now because I've weird, I, I do this to myself all the time where it's like, I, I know what works and I know how I make my best music, but I don't mm -hmm. want to accept it. And I constantly want to chase gear, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So then I'm like, I, I had a 4,000 and then I got the Octatrack and I was like, cool, I don't need the 4,000. And I've never regretted selling something so immediately. Mm -hmm. And then I got another 4,000, sold that again. And then I got this one for a really good deal. I think it was like 350 bucks. But oh, the wait, patch where, were where'd crazy. Where did you buy that? Because I got one for two fifty in Portland. Ugh. Oh dang! I got my first Craigslist. <laughs> Dude, I got one in a pawn shop in Portland. I remember. Oh. I remember when that happened too. Because you case, hit us up with, with a with a hard <laughs> shell flight case. Everything. <laughs> you hit us up yeah, and you were like, tight. "You'll never believe this." <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's crazy, bro. That yeah, was recent. Crazy. Like that was not that long ago. For that. Yeah, it, it was wild too because it, I think it was originally like 380 and I hit him up and then the pads didn't work when I got it home. And I was just like, hey, the pads don't work. And he's like, oh, let me shoot you another like 40 bucks or whatever or 30 bucks to buy the pads. I was like, okay, cool. And since I got it for so cheap, I was like, okay, to make sure I don't make the same mistake I make every time and sell this thing, let me just throw a bunch of money at it and fully upgrade it. So, <laughs> fully upgrade restoration. Oh, that's yeah. cool. So so what you that's dope. The internal drive. I got um, new pads, yeah. new sensors. Uh, what else? I maxed out the RAM. I got a new effects Whoa. card because, like, one of the one of the effects were kind of busted on there. Mm. But, Man, that thing got put through the ringer. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, then you really like, gave it the, the juice. Like, I gave it all this crazy stuff, and it still came out to, buggy. like, 700 bucks. So was, right. that, was, that studio, was that your studio MPC before the, the 3000? Yeah, that was that okay. was the main one. Okay. And yeah. the thing about the 4000 that a lot of people don't realize, and we'll kind of just lightly touch on this. So the 4000 had the Z96 sampler in it. Mm -hmm. um, and that sampler was... Yeah really was Akai's flagship sampler. So that was like the top Which end weird rack that they samplers left it that you there. could get. And yeah. well, well, that was also it, after that Giga sampler came out and kind of like went, everything went PC after that. But um, 
so so that was like not only was it a flagship NPC, but it was like they were taking their flagship rack mount sampler and putting it in this box and doing all that stuff with it. The 5,000 that came out after that was originally not supposed to be the 5,000. We've done, and Corey and I have done interviews with Glenn, uh, who was project, uh, the project lead on that. Um, but that was originally meant to be the 3,500, 3, which was meant to not be a replacement for the 4,000. But rather be again, kind of like how the sub, um, like the one thousand stepped down yeah. from the two thousand. It was meant to be a spiritual successor to the three thousand, not the four thousand. Mm -hmm. And then the name right. got switched to five thousand at the last minute by the which kind of was part of the reason that it took some darts that it didn't really deserve. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. you know it was the five thousand. So you thinking, yo, if the four thousand is mm -hmm. this. Then the five thousand levels up and yeah. really was stripped down. <laughs> yeah, but right? what was interesting yeah, about that was what, and then it what was that buggy. showed. What that also showed was that the that was that the head of Akai didn't really know the legacy of of the product. Right. Yeah. Product. Yeah. I'll, I'll, wait, you know. But here, there's also a there was also a shift in culture at that time too. So it's like mm -hmm. Dawes were becoming accessible. True. True um, that. And Shane was so, becoming so, super yeah, popular. So, yeah, so there's, <laughs> yeah, there's things that were changing. Like, we've literally seen NPCs go from MIDI production centers to music production centers. Yeah, and that happened in the 4000, right? Yeah. When they so, changed the name? So we saw the shift. And... And I think that's where we saw the shift happening in the machines. They're like, well, we're not going to give you these features because you can kind of do this externally or yeah. whatever the case I'll is. I'll say this. I and get I'm not, really I'm not, irritated. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying that it's right, Ken. And I know you're No, no, irritated. no. What I'm getting irritated about is the, uh, is the mentality that you could – suggest that by changing the name from mu MIDI production center to music production center <laughs> means that the MIDI should become any less because that that really doesn't mean that it's it just means that you should keep your MIDI as awesome as it oh is God, and include more. Okay, <laughs> I think that's more of a that's, like, a, that's um, more of a Ken's philosophy. Well, this thing. Is, you know what? I wish. Well, apparently wish, it's not. If you read the forums now and you see how angry people are that you don't have multi timbral MIDI in the yeah, new no, NPCs. No, I feel you. Well, hold, you hold do, right there. You can do multi timbral stuff in the dark. I'm gonna smash a bottle yeah. right now. <laughs> I wish we could just. I wish this streaming platform had like a button. Where I could just reference the episode where Ken did the drunken rant about NPC video, oh, and we could just yeah, leave it over there. Yeah, yeah, Ken, <laughs> Ken, you know what? I just need an air horn right now. Yeah, <laughs> Ken, Ken was on some bourbon and, and ranting on that day. On he was MIDI standing group. up and running around in his room and everything. Like, all right, I don't, there, I don't Ken, know if I was. I think I was just pissed <laughs> off. Well, yeah, and, and the only the only reason I bring that that the culture shift is because that's when. I was becoming very heavily involved in production for artists, and I saw that I can come in with my 2500 and my Pro Tools empowered system and have a full setup and not really need a lot of the things that I used to do in the 2000XL or in the... So yeah. it, was easy, it was easier for me to make albums and make songs and rather than... Like very quick, rather than have to track out from the NPCs, go into song mode, do all this other stuff. When I was just creating music in a whole different way and that's why i have empathy towards people that are not like ken they were like yo we don't care about that midi stuff <laughs> like we just want to make you know we want to print and keep going yeah so, yeah. so i get it i that get it the both sides of the coin the game it, changed it a lot balanced. at yeah. that point yeah yeah the game just changed a lot and i think through these through these npcs we've seen 
all these different iterations of the game because I think it's worth noting too that you had a big shift, four thousand to five thousand, and then it kind of took a backseat to native instruments mm-hmm. machine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, then absolutely. certainly when they when they got in there and they, they got to a point, a couple of revisions of the software up, then they said, now you can open your MPC programs. And then it's like MPC forums almost went dead overnight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yo, yo, so Corey, Corey, let me ask you this. Um the the five thousand, okay, did you have a four thousand? I never I, so so I was at an intersection where I wanted to I was trying to choose between a four thousand and an MB eighty eight hundred and then my wife bought me the five thousand for Christmas and okay. so I had that okay so got that, that kind of MV too that MV though that's the, that kind of leads to my next Ooh. question because you you had a one of the topics was the elusive MPC so for me yeah. it was the, it was the four thousand for sure it's still the four thousand for me yep yep same here. I'm kind of in the same boat. I've used them quite a bit, and I was always jealous of St. Joe because he had the 4,000, so yep, I'm, I'm probably going to say that. But yep. the other, the, the flip side of me is kind of like the other elusive M- NPC isn't even the NPC. It's that MV8800, man. Yep. Like I still I still want I that. Love, I love that joint. That joint, yo, This it had the synth engine in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had the bass synth in it, and you could share patches with the 8800. Yo, that joint was cold, and it had the the MV. The MV gets slept on, and I remember, and this is this is where we get back to that whole machine feel thing, um, because I remember people used to gripe about the the quantization and PPQ on that thing, and saying, "Oh, it's not the same," and blah blah blah. When it was a higher resolution and it was tighter. And people just had shitty timing, and they were yeah. like, "How come my shitty timing isn't <laughs> being it. fixed?" Because it's <laughs> shitty timing. That's why it's not being fixed. Right. So, it's so, too accurate. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but, right. but you see, that's that. That's one of the things too, Ken. That when I got the MV8000, I felt how sensitive it was to timing, mm. and and I started to actually apply more of my drummer thinking to the way that I program my beats. Because I'm like, wait, I could actually flex on this joint more than I do on an MPC. Like with timing, I could do more micro shifting and more like going off grid and and keeping things locked at the same time. Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. So that was the era where I started to actually go off grid because uh, I believe it was 99, 1999, 2000. Before that, I was making beats more like Primo, Large Pro. Once I heard Dilla and then got my MV8000, it totally changed the way I made music. And so, that, Ricky, that... Ricky, oh, just out of curiosity, do you have uh, an elusive MPC? One that you just, I mean, you, you pretty much have all of them at this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think one that kind of um, struck my curiosity, but not necessarily was like unobtainium, would be the 500. Uh, just because mm-hmm. it seems, okay. I'm, I'm curious what what makes me interested in it is its limitations have like mm. paths. like would yep. that actually change the way i do things yes or, like, yeah so you know you know it's interesting you say that ricky because i literally Did just last week or the week before some people have been like there's been a lot of conversation about the npc 500 lately mm. and i don't know if it's just stuff that's coming up in my feed it's been coming it's up it's funny because i tease glenn about the 500 all the time <laughs> 
that I actually came up on the show. I'm like, I'm like, don't ever, don't ever talk to me about that 12 pad MP. What was it? What came was up on a show, like? and Glenn was like, yo, that's cool that they gave props to the 5,000. And I mean, the 500, I keep saying 5,000, but yeah, the 500 is like one of those things right now where people are like, yo, that's the joint. I've actually heard Man. somebody say that it's like an MPC 60 pocket size. Yo, I've had a 500. <laughs> I've never had, what was the OS like, uh, Bryce? Man, it was all, you know, no waveforms at all. The screen was kind of like the 60 and the, and the, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's number so, editing. All yeah. editing by numbers, exactly. Mm -hmm. But what was but the it was dope. Like? What was the But the sequencer like? on it was fairly fairly nice, if yeah, I recall. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was just like probably like the twenty five hundred. I can't recall any differences between the twenty five hundred. Damn. So but it was dope, man. Just having you, a small, tiny little NPC, man. Yeah. Would you was, compare was that to okay? If I were to uh, compare it to something super modern like Digitac versus Model Cycles, like what would you? What would you compare it to to a to, big MPC? To, to me, it was like having an MPC twenty five hundred with twelve pads with no waveform editing. Okay, Damn. you know, yeah, that's what it was. Pretty I'm much telling like. you, that's the kind of that's the kind of stuff I've been saying when I when I interviewed Rashid Hadi on the B Boy Tech interview one on one series. He was talking about the MPC five hundred and especially when he travels because he was like yeah. it's more it's less intrusive to the people around you and you yeah. get less interruptions. Absolutely. <laughs> now, and, now, being now, the naysayer that I am, like the twelve pad thing is a, is an immediate issue for me because I prefer to chop per beat in division mm -hmm. as opposed to like I don't want twelve tone intonation kind of chopping. Like I want division chopping. And for me, that's where like the, the like a, a big mental issue with that comes in. Are you not and then you to could say, but, but the secret, don't you ever talk to me about compromise? Are you not willing to change your ways? And then you are you not? Do you not know? Me? <laughs> but then you guys, you got you, you to think about all the guys using twelve pads on the SP four hundred four. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's not a big that's deal. Kind of, you know? That was yeah. kind of it too. It was like a combination of things. It was one really getting into the four hundred four, and then two really getting into the sixty where uh on the 4000 chopping by the beat or by quarters or 16ths was beyond easy that mm -hmm. yeah. i didn't consider it any other way but when i got the 60 or the 3000 i was like oh my god to make 16 chops it's gonna take fucking forever like i'm gonna just yeah. pick the sounds <laughs> that i actually want yeah and then it's in that i found new chops that were like in between those that i wouldn't yeah. have got because yeah. i would have just blown past that process so that's when i was like you oh know, the 500 might be kind of tight like, yeah, so so for me the 500 it was dope. It had, it did have limited polyphony. I remember that was an issue too. That was mm -hmm. one of the things. Now that I'm thinking back, that was one of the things. But man, when I got the 500, I had the 2500 and the 500. And I remember posting on NPC forums. I'm like, man, yo, everybody, I just got my 500. I'm gonna go to Starbucks and make beats, and everybody just like, you idiot, you gonna go to the coffee <laughs> shop? And like, they just hit me. I was like, oh, so you, you, was, you was pretty so much like, right like, People don't I like this one. I was like, yo, I want to get out and just experience life and be out here making beats. Everybody, 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 man, they. That's that's, they, equi that's equivalent to like that. You can that go person, find that thread. That's equivalent to when Rona first came out. That person that was going out just coughing on people. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, you can go find that thread. I'm guaranteeing you, it's in that NPC 500 thread. I I hit everybody hilarious. up. I was like. I was like, man, I got the 500, and I posted a picture. I made a custom case for that joint. Like, oh, I, yeah, I, I was, 
Yeah. <laughs> the, five, the 500 big <laughs> hate when it first came it did, out. It because did. It, did, it, it did. was like, yeah. who's who's this my first NPC situation? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yo, <laughs> right. look, if I had the 500, if that was my first, my first joint, I think it would have been cool, man. Like, because just the fact that y'all telling me it had all that functionality in it, but yeah. it just had yeah, 12 man. pads. Come yeah. on, yeah. son. Yeah. yeah. There's this uh, dope NPC producer on YouTube named Martin. Uh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. he's channel. dope. His, his yeah, he's yeah. real dope. Yeah, he's, he's heavy dope. on the he's heavy on the 500. That was his first, and then I think he moved to the tw- uh, to the 2000 XL. 2000 after. XL, yep, yep. But he's still yeah. like 500 is one of the best ones. If yeah. you yeah, if you like raw like old school boom bap hip hop, like definitely check his his channel. It's Martin, and I think it's spelled with two A's. Um, Where's he from? He's from overseas, right? I'm yeah, not mistaken. He, yeah. yeah, he's yeah. from some like European country or yeah. Eastern yeah. European country oh. or something. But he's dope. Like I, I genuinely enjoy his music. Like yeah, he's really good. Doing. I have an interesting question. This is something. Yeah. That, so, NPCs being associated with hip hop, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, so, I'm glad you mentioned it. Man. Yep. So that polka, that polka hop. So, like, like you guys freak, not freaked out, but you guys were like, "Oh, you were using it in the gospel stuff." Yeah, I was using it in that stuff. And mm. uh, one of my, the guy that taught me how to use NPC was a house producer. I was, I was just about you to know? bring up with so, house. Yep. So it's just like for me, the con, the context that I saw the NPC in was way bigger than hip hop for me personally. That's dope. Because that's dope. Like yeah. I was like, I remember. Well, wait, wait, wait. That ain't. Don't be saying way bigger. It was broader. It was a broader perspective. <laughs> yeah, well, hip hop. Okay, okay, you can't broader, just be saying okay, okay. bigger than hip hop. Okay. Well, well, Corey, Corey, you know, if you know me, you know that my life is. I know. I know. It's, it's way different. You know, I'm doing You're quartet jazz. International stuff. gentleman of, yeah, of leisure. I'm, I'm doing quartet jazz thing. stuff with NPCs. So that's kind of like the weird. So when when I saw the context of the way NPCs were being used by the community that I was learning from. I was like, "Whoa, this machine is so diverse mm. that it is yeah, like it is like, dude." I saw this drum and bass guy performing with a he had an MC two hundred two and an MPC two thousand XL. It was one of the nuttiest performance I ever saw in Washington Square Park in New York City. I was like, "Yo, this is wild!" And mm. then I saw somebody with an MPC and an MC909 doing a whole set with that. That's it. I was just about together. to start talking mm-hmm. MC909. That's what like... that's what opened me up was when we used to. So what we used to do was um, in my area, it started out. Um, there was a bunch of local producers and there was um, you. You pretty much either had like an ASRX or a, a ASR10, um, a EPS. Yeah. Or an yeah. MPC, and that was kind of it. And, and FL, yeah. FL Studio was fru- still Fruity Loops at the time, yeah, and was FL like Studio just kind of just kind of coming on the scene. So like you were getting some some kids were kind of like just playing with it. You had MP- you a- MTV Music Generator was just coming on the scene. Oh, that was so, fire um, too. And, and I'm really not even down talking MTV Music Generator because that put a lot of kids yeah. on to beat making. Right, I've been talking to a lot of beat makers lately. That have you that basically that taught them how to produce. Yeah, that was my first yeah. joint. Yep. And yeah. honestly, you could you could sample. Yeah, you joint. all you got to yeah, do is put the CD in, load it in into RAM. I use that joint. Yep. That joint up. But uh, yeah, so yeah. so the thing that. was though, like we used to uh, so uh, a lot of the crew in my area, it was it was a DJ battle crew that was like primarily in my area and uh, called Crate Kickers, and we used to go to this club in the inner city and. 
it, it was beautiful because it was uh, DJ Shorty T, who's, who's. I'm sorry when you said great kickers. I just thought about how old y'all was. Like I was just like, damn. I'm like, damn. Like, yes, like we're we're old we're old right. school we're old school vinyl heads. Okay, leave us alone. Like, damn, great kickers. So so <laughs> I gotta say a, a big shout out to Shorty T. Right. So we would go to this club called Ambrosia out out oh Wilmington, and uh, so so we would we. You know, all the DJs were setting up their turntables and they were teaching each other how to scratch, scratch techniques. It was a real dope setting. And I I used to go there and just check it out because I was learning to scratch too, but I wasn't even on their level. And I was just like, yo, would you mind if I brought my, my beat making machine? Like, let me make beats for you while y'all are practicing and all. And they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I would come through doing that. And then a whole crew of beat makers started coming through. And then a kid came through with a 909, an MC 909. And it was like way different workflow. And it just like, you know, step editing and, you know, like step programming and all this stuff. And it had turntable emulation on it and all this weird stuff. Mm. But there were certain things that it couldn't do that the MPC could do. And it was just like, oh, at that point, I was like, oh, well, now I have to have like every sampler. It was like the steps. It was like the step. It was like the step sequencer. Uh, focused version of the MV8000, the MC909. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, right. So right, check right. this out, though. So let, let me let me tell you. I want to D. What you said about the genre thing, I definitely want to call that out. Obviously, I'm joking about the hip hop thing. I respect all genres of music and stuff. Yeah. But the thing is, growing up in Chicago, yeah, like there was a lot of house producers that that I had to realize after a while. Like, yo, they use this house producers uses just as much as hip hop dudes. And then, you know, what kind of blew my mind? It's just I never thought of it. Is that when I started finding out how many R and B producers were making slow songs with the MPC, yep. and it just to me, it just kind of like it's weird that you just don't have that connection. Yeah. But, but so was a lot of that because the sequencer was so dope with MIDI. There was no other sequencer that yeah, was touching it. I was, MIDI I was just about to say MIDI yo, production to this day. That's it. Yep. Right? Yeah. I'm saying well, like I'm so it, it makes me I, I get upset with myself because I get so upset at other drum machines that can't sequence external MIDI as well as the MPC. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Because that Wait, was an MPC. In defense of those drum yeah, I was about to say, I was like, Ken, don't be bringing that up because some things are just drum machines. They're I know, like but like the MPC, it, it, it was a revelation to music production. Like really, because yeah, before that you had like the Yamaha QYs and you had like, mm -hmm. you know, so like you had these like individual arranger sequencers. But when the NPC came along and did that, it just it just wiped everything out. I mean, it just yeah, blew no, and, everybody's and mind. I totally agree with you with that. But I'm I also don't like judging everything based off of an NPC. Like yeah, other, that's a good other point. products, that's a good everything should fair. be held to that standard. No, it's not fair. It's, it's, I yeah. don't think it's fair. It's because... not. It's not fair at all. But guess what? Evolve. <laughs> no, yeah. but, but if you're making a drum machine, it doesn't have to be a MIDI sequence. I agree. I agree. Right. Yeah, I, I love my drum root impact. I use that thing all the time. But even to that point, I saw my my uh, homie DJ Merlin in the chat. He mentioned this, and we talk about this all the time of how much the MPC has actually like completely changed the way products are even made to begin Absolutely. with. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, you definitely. Know, it's just like you you see its DNA in every product today. It's mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, they, they do this the way you do it on NPC or like, oh yeah, they set up the pads like an NPC. It's like, right. you know, there's so the golden weird. standard. Yep. It's, yeah. it's the same way Electron has uh, mm -hmm. changed, has evolved step sequencers. 
Yeah, absolutely. Even then, the Octatrack made by Daniel Troberg, we talk all the time about MPC 4000s. And mm -hmm. when I made that connection, I understood the Octatrack so much more of how its banks and parts work is yeah. exactly the mm -hmm. same as multis and programs in yeah. the 4000. And I was just like, oh my God. Even in this yeah. crazy new electron thing, there's still MPC DNA in this. Definitely, but they can take right, that yeah. and then like run with it in their own direction. They need mm. to put some more of that MPC DNA in because the fact that I got a slice by LFOs. <laughs> <laughs> I, the shit out of yeah, I, I find it really. I'll be getting yeah. mad as hell. Like Digitac, please put a slice mode. Just please, I'll yeah. pay somebody. I find oh, anybody looking at an electron workflow. Your kids. If you're looking at an electron <laughs> unit and you're like, oh, this is going to replace an MPC, they are so polar opposites. And I'm yeah. not saying one's better than the other. I'm not saying any of that. So I'm just saying they are so polar opposites. It's like... Yeah, they're just different. It's almost like, it's almost like two aliens come in, you know, and interact and you're just... They just yeah. totally and that different was, vibes. It's exactly, I made that mistake. When I had my first 4,000, I got the Octatrack and I was like, cool, don't need the 4,000 anymore. Nope. Sold it. And like, as soon as I shook the dude's hand, I was like, oh my God, I made oh the my biggest gosh. mistake. And <laughs> even, even if you look at the Insonic stuff, even if you look at the Insonic stuff, so the main competitor to the 2000 and 2000 XL at the time was the ASRX. And even though those two products are extremely different, and in some ways the ASR was far superior in the fact that like you could have built-in sounds and you know you had uh the, the effects were way better and that sort of thing but the sequencer didn't didn't really hold up against the mpc but the thing is is like even though they were so different they were still very similar in the way that they functioned whereas right. you look at an electron gear and it's like man you just you just crossed an ocean like things are totally yeah. different over here you know yo so guys i know we don't have too much time left so i want to i want to jump on one thing Real quick before this is all over, what were some of the MPC failures? We've been hyping up MPC right now. Right. We've been going in. Ooh. Where did they fail? Where did they fail? They're, give me, give me some perfect. of your tiny ass screens. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, they failed when they went to well, MC. Well, what was a bigger failure than the I uh, MPC or the, not the IMPC but the MPC the fly? fly? The fly was oh, bad. Gosh, that, was on, just, that was just that was a lot of that was bad hardware design. Um, like the what was the fly? I can't even. I, I remember the fly. It was a, it was a it was an iPad case controller. Oh, the iPad. Yeah, Akai's biggest fear was the rhythm wolf. <laughs> well, if you're right, talking right. about all of Akai, I would say the, tom, the Tomcat sounds better than the rhythm wolf <laughs> yeah. to me. The, the timber. Yeah, that's true. The, the timber wolf might be worse. I don't oh, know. Actually, their biggest mistake was that photo right there of getting rid of Roger Lynn. Yeah, well, there it is. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a good one. One of their most slept on things, though, and I still use it to this day, is the Miniac. Yeah, well, yeah, Maybe, Miniac, oh, but that yeah. was still the Micron. That was, yeah, that was but, the Micron. No, I still use and if that. anybody's hating on the Micron, come at me, bro. Like, <laughs> that engine is dope. I don't care what anybody says. I love that just, just go for the legs because his legs are weak. <laughs> no, they're not, man. Well, okay, yeah, it is. <laughs> I got, I got broken ankle. Leave me alone. Hey, 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 Corey, I, I'm, I'm looking at a at a picture of, uh, of Ricky and then a picture of you uh, both with uh, Roger Lynn. I'm like, man, is this a is this a cutout of Roger Lynn or did you guys? Yeah, this is weird. Like, right? What is exactly. like yeah, up with your facial expressions, yo? That's like, yo, I'm gangster, but I gotta use the bathroom at the same time. <laughs> yeah, what's funny is, yo. like, he's smiling in the pictures with y'all, and the picture with me, I'm like yelling at him about the tempest. Yo. <laughs> 
I was like, man, wait, did they just, is this a, a cardboard cutout of Roger Lynn? And, right. And, uh, Yo, they just kind of yeah, stepped in front a, of it. He's at the Bob Hope Airport. You could uh, yeah. go take yeah, a photo just, whenever you want. He just stands over there as long as yeah. you bring the MPT signal, you get a picture. <laughs> that's <laughs> mad. Yo, that's mad. For Corey, yeah. yo, your face is like the kid that's like taking a school photo. Like, yeah, you know. you know, there's a story behind that, man. I really shouldn't have been out that night. I was so tired. No, <laughs> oh, man. I had, okay. had an off day of two weeks, and, and I heard Roger Lynn was coming the day he was coming. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> that's dope, man. That's really, really dope. Oh, and man. so I went. But yeah. yeah. And you know, that day, that was a dope day, too, because when I was there, I ran into um, um, my man Radius. Uh, oh, Joe, yeah. He was sick. there, yeah. yeah, and that that's my man from Chicago, and he's mm -hmm. he's a prolific MP1000. Um, yeah. I ran into him there. We went to have veggie burgers after that. So that uh, sounds like a dope, was, dope ass story. Like, yo, we talk yeah. NPCs, then we eat some veggie burgers. <laughs> <laughs> Epic. That's a Charlie Straight Murphy up. story right there. Like, yeah. oh, but you you know what else happened tonight? Uh, house shoes was there. Oh, so this was funny. I didn't know Rapist was in town until I went down there. Like I said, I heard it last minute. And then I saw House Shoes was there. Then Radius came in, chilled with House Shoes. And when I stood up to take the picture, the other side of Roger Land in that picture is Radius. I got to find the, the real one. And you uh, know you cut him out. Like a, like I did. I cut him out. That one. Yeah, yeah, like that one. Yeah. He was like, I like man, you don't well, know. It, it wasn't no malice, though. It wasn't no malice. But there's no, a no. there's a picture of the three of us in that same picture on here. But but what's interesting is somebody else brought their NPC up there. But it was one of the later NPCs with where Roger Land had left. And I remember how shoes was like. <laughs> how shoes was like. You know, Roger Lynn wants to say, "Get that shit out of here." Yeah, that's mad funny. Yo, I got a, I got a question. Um, Steel, I know you got to go soon, but I wanted to get this question into everybody. So, what was a piece of music, you know, that was really based around the NPC that kind of blew your mind and like? really inspired you maybe maybe it was before maybe it was after you had an npc whatever but like what was the npc based piece of music that really just kind of like set you off yo i want to answer this real quick kev brown when i saw kev me personally mm. that the thing that made me want to get an npc was when i saw kev brown chopping samples i know everybody's seen that yeah kev mm -hmm. brown Low chopping budget. samples on the npc that yeah, that that's what made me because before that I had a um, I was using the SP, I think like 808 or something like or, or some 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 uh, rolling sampler. Uh, but when I saw that, I was like, man, I need to move over to a SP. I mean, a, um, a NPC because it had auto chop. So anyway, by that's, the way, uh, that's guys, my two cents. If you guys don't have it, go get uh, Soul Provider. One and two is a sound pack that MSX Audio did with Kev Brown for Akai. So if you oh, wow. if you haven't gotten that. Oh, dope. Get it. It's dope. Um, Man. Okay. For me, the t it was two albums. It was uh, Welcome to Detroit by JD. Yeah. And uh, Slum Village Fantastic Volume 2. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that one. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> when I heard those albums, I was like, what the heck? And especially when I heard the way he flipped that Herbie Hancock sample and then he flipped, uh, what was the other joint? Uh, Patrice Roussin sample. I was like, yo, mm -hmm. what? what is happening right now? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like what is happening right now? And and then he flipped that Don Blackman sample that 
for um goat ladies goat, yo mm-hmm. i was like yeah. yo this dude is an alien and then i started to like learn about <laughs> what he was like making music on and how Dwelle was playing bass and horns and all yeah. this. he was sampling all that into the MPC <laughs> and rearranging it and uh, the song Little Brother by Blackstar the way Dilla yeah. chopped up that sample yo that Roy Ayers sample right that's I, yeah, what it was, it was a Roy right? Ayers sample yeah and yeah. I was just like okay that was I, stupid and he would call that practice he said I was just doing that because Pete Rock had chopped it up and I just wanted to practice yeah, by taking yeah, yeah, between yeah. the vocals <laughs> and put it That's back together crazy. like a vocal that was beat. gorgeous yeah so yeah so those were the two albums for me and that song that was like oh man I need to really study my MPC because I want to be able to do that and more. And at the same time, I was also listening to a lot of music from Europe that was way different than the stuff that was happening in America. Like, uh, what's the name of that rapper? Uh, what's that? Uh, not your he's, he's no Annie, pa- Annie Pop Consortium. Oh Beans. yeah, Beans. Uh, I was listening to uh, this dude called Ty from Canada. Uh, Cardinal Ooh. official, all these Canadian oh, Cardinal like, oh, so, oh, he brought that one yeah, back. So, <laughs> so th- this whole era where like the MPC Cardinal. was dominant, right? Cardinal official was Canada, wasn't he? Yeah, he was Canadian. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Him and Socrates. Oh, man. I, I haven't yeah. heard that name in a minute. Yeah, him, Socrates, Chaos, all those dudes from out oh, there. Oh yeah, that's so good. Um, but that's a broken social scene out there, dude. Uh, anyway, so that whole era is what made me fall in love with beat machines and that was also the beginning of the beat society that was be- beat the society started in my backyard yeah so, so yeah. it was just that era where production was uh, and i don't want to say this in a, in a in a weird way but it was really the where it was being highlighted as an individual art form work of art that every producer was using the same piece of gear but expressing themselves completely different yeah you know um, so somebody's feeling you on youtube d they said yo socrates is that how you say it so socrates, socrates man socrates, socrates. Socrates. okay so yo good. yo my, my bad like yeah, yo socrates. you listen to socrates yeah, hey. I'm, I'm here on the show with, yo i can't wait to talk about that on marco polo later i'm here on the show with ricky times talking hey, about hey, socrates hey, Bryce, that one's coming at you later hey, okay yeah yeah i don't know who he is i don't know who he is but it's spelled with a yo, K. That's not how Socrates is spelled. Yo, so so Crotty, anyway, you sound so, like a Greek. So, yo, he's so, so Crotty's kind of so, salty, anyway. though, for real. Yeah, so, so Crotty. Yo, he's so Crotty. Hey, he's delicious. Yeah. So Crotty. <laughs> he sound like a Greek pimp. Like, come here, baby. Yeah. So, so Crotty's. Yo, yo and J-Pog says everything Dilla, man. Uh, oh, the way he manipulates yeah. tra- textures, filters. Yeah. And well, chops is insane. So, yep. so check this out. The same way Dilla was for MPCs is the way that Mad Lib is for like SPs, like the yeah. the four hundred fours, the three hundred threes, the two hundred twos. So it's you really get to see how the the vast like expression that could happen on these very simple or complicated samplers. Amen. And that's that's a, a definite big part. Like one thing I love about NPCs is that they feel limitless without getting in your way. Like mm-hmm. they just yeah, they just kind of take absolutely. you exactly where your brain's that's already at. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hey, so Ricky, what about you, Ricky? Ricky what's your yeah. album? Yeah, I was I was gonna ask him the same thing. Yeah. What got I, you into NPCs? It's definitely uh, it's the uh, Vintage Volume Two by Ooh, by Dilla yeah. is really good, and oh, then. Well, I always forget the track name. It's like "Don't Cry," where he flipped that weird scent from yes. three four to four four back and forth on the three thousand. I was like, "How is how is he doing this?" 
Like I don't <laughs> understand it. And then when it comes to like a lot of the house cats, it, again, it's Detroit with like Omar S, yes. Andreas, you know, those dudes with that do the whole sample Detroit. Rick, uh, Rick Wilhite does some stuff out there. Rick Wade. You know, I'm not sure if they're fully NPCs, but I know Andreas is hardcore 2000 XL or 2000 user. And oh, wow. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Before I forget, high, t- high tech. Oh, God, yes. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. Yes. Super Yo, Corey, what about you, man? What, what about you, Corey? What, what turned you on to I the NPC? Was, well, I don't know. For me, it's not necessarily what turned me on the NPC were friends. I, I didn't know anything about like when, when my guy got an NPC, I knew what an NPC was. But as far as what made me want to really turn up the, the skill set was when I heard that Slum Village Volume 1 joint. Dude, I, I really yeah, made like that I, was yeah. great too. I looked yeah, at me and my buddy like, "Yo, bro, Again. we ain't doing enough." <laughs> anything, anything, Dilla is just not yeah, it is. so yeah. hard. Yeah, it is. yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that's dope. For me, I gotta say, I gotta say honestly, yeah. like there, there was a lot of stuff that came before this, like on on earlier stuff, mm-hmm. but this was the album that just like it kind of shook me to my core as to what a sampler could be. And I gotta say, yo, DJ Shadow introducing like yeah, that album, really yeah. album shook me to my core. Like I was so stunned by what he was able to achieve on that. Uh, and he was just using, I think he had, I think he had two or three three thousands. And um, the the fact that the entire album was nothing but a turntable and sampler, and that's it. And it was the first album to ever do that. And it, it, oh my God! It no, it yeah. was like this is not a question. Like, <laughs> turntable and sampler. Just turn it was sampler? it was the first album that was a hundred produced, hundred uh, percent produced by samples. Damn. And, oh, yeah. Okay. And it it man, it blew my mind. I don't know, man. What about Paul's boutique though? No, it was before that. It was before that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So yo, I gotta before we and Paul's boutique. Paul's ball. boutique was also MCs and whatnot. This album, if you remember, introducing was not a vocal album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, yeah, it no, was no, all instrumental. Yeah, 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 I got you on that. And yeah, that that album though, just like wow, it just shook shook my brain around. <laughs> so let me ask you this other thing is like the and I don't know if we touched it. We touched a lot of stuff, but I want to know like what what was kind of the bad rap NPC? Like what was that NPC that got a bad rap that maybe well, you should take this one because you know you got a, you got, you got a chip on your shoulder it's right my now. Part. Yo, that was my thought. Five thousand should have never got the bad rap that it did. Once you get to the two a lot of stuff was fixed, and it had yeah. still had its quirks and its bugs. But it was a solid joint for me. I rocked it for years defiantly of people that would say like, "That's crap." Yeah, you did, you did. and you know what? That's a, that that makes a good point because it, people can talk all they want, but it's how you use the joint, right? Is really what it comes down to. The twenty five hundred got a bad rap. Uh, and that was my first NPC, and cats were talking mad trash on that. Um, but I loved yeah. it. You I know, loved so, it too. What was yeah. what was the main um, what was the main thing about it that you felt was kind of unwarranted? Me, and this goes to both of you. This goes I to both. Feel, of you. I feel like two things. It wasn't the oh, two thousand. at the door real quick. It wasn't the two thousand yeah, Excel, okay. and but also um, the. The 2500 started to be associated with music that wasn't necessarily golden era hip hop. Yeah, okay. for sure. You know, for a lot sure. a lot of guys like it was A-Rab, new. Yeah, like A-Rab yeah. music 
was killing the definitely gun. he was killing that joint definitely which definitely. which for the but, record his actual like studio beats were way cooler like but, but they were the, dope but here's the thing it's almost like well we went from golden era and there was like this like protection over npcs it's like no it will not be used by by posers or, or anybody but then <laughs> when when it when when we started to see manny fresh on an npc and we started to see arab music on an npc and we started to see all these guys that were newer generation of of hip-hop and it wasn't sounding like golden era and this was the machine that was associated with the turning of the with the with the tide passing mm. it's just like a lot of that negativity was associated with like this isn't a good beat machine when the reality is like yo this joint first of all you don't got to pay for eight outs on this joint it comes yeah, with it word. you got usb Man. i, remember, I, I remember, thought the design of it was actually dope it, like dope. i actually like the layout of it a lot yo same, some okay some somebody brought up oh they were hating on swiss and the triton you know like so, i was but here's the thing it's just like when these <laughs> machines started to become associated with the new era of the music that we hold so deep that it wasn't sounding like primo or large pro it was sounding like the stuff that new, o- yeah. over 30 heads were not digging right yeah. You know, yep. and, and, and so a lot of that hate came from nostalgia and a lot of the hate did come from technical aspects of the beat machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but, the envelopes. But that should never stop anyone from making dope music. It also <laughs> could do a lot of cool stuff, too, that the 2000XL couldn't do. Because I remember being jealous of my boy. My boy Shiz had one and the LFO stuff that you could mm-hmm. do with it. I was like, damn, I want that. Like, yo. Because yeah. I remember he used it. He overused it on like every beat. And I was like, yo, I just want that. You know I what, want made that me, <laughs> what made me re-fall in love with the 2000XL? So I was in LA and I remember seeing Above the Clouds perform live uh, with Exile, uh, Ex- DJ Exile in Blue. In Blue? Yep. And I seen DJ Exile doing all those scratch techniques and doing like some next level like finger drum and stuff on the MPC 2000 XL which I know Ken's going to be like I've seen that before whatever whatever but Exile's dope man like but I will I, you won't yo, catch me fronting on that but when I saw that I was like yo this 2000 XL is incredible like this thing is like is it yeah. no I like the 2000 uh, the or the 2500 like i think that thing's dope yeah it's 2000 well, xl was dope like i think mpc in general like just the the idea of the machine mm-hmm. yeah is, yeah is you can't go wrong yeah you can't, yeah like to make yeah. if you want to make music any it is genre, a beautiful canvas and, yep. and here's what's beautiful now right with these new mpcs like the mpc x i think about the fact that i can literally grab my bass guitar condenser mics mic up my drum set and go right on in and track right in yeah the audio quality is bananas you know what i'm saying like and i can track right in and i have the the 5002 but it just sounds better on the newer on this but but here's the beauty here's the beauty if i want to mix it i can export to an ableton session and just mix it yeah Mm. Uh, or if or the fact that i can use uh my ipad as as an instrument and use ableton link and hook it up with my iPad and run instruments on there and sample it over Bluetooth. Like all this stuff just <laughs> blows my mind because it's still MPC. It's Absolutely. still 
it's still a graduation of stuff that we couldn't do with the old hardware. And luckily, mm -hmm. luckily, there's still development going on. Yo, yeah, I was just about to say the same and thing. And I will say, know? I was yeah. extremely hard to their face to dan and and you know oh, yeah. we've seen akai the dan and all we've seen the like, videos i've been very i've been very critical of them to their face like i don't hide it you know like i'm passionate about it because i love the mp literally had the mpc 2000 xl in the room with me when my daughter was born and when i say in the room with me i don't mean like around the hospital i mean in the room with me that's too like, much dedication. Bro. Contaminating, it's, contaminating the whole place with just thinking oh, no, no, all no, over no. his putting the funk in the room. I'm really not even playing. Like, like to me, like my NPC is like a family member. Like What's for real. And I know that that's crazy, but it's beats. it's reality. Like <laughs> blood, sweat, and tears has been poured onto that thing. So I take it very seriously. But I'll say, like, I was Yo. extremely serious to those guys with, like, the whole Ren and the whole software hybrid thing coming on. And I think that they've kind of turned the corner to where they really do listen to, to the people now. Like, yeah. I can honestly say I, I feel like they turned the corner and they listen to people and that they're they, developing. They have, and that's why they are now. where they are. That's why yeah, they are yeah. where they are today. And that's why, that's why other companies have fallen off because I feel like they stopped doing that. Yeah, and then think about the, it, it's almost exponentially so because to think about the market share that in, uh, the native instruments had taken with machine from Akai and then anything else that was competing with Akai went out of being uh, manufactured, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and the reason they were able to come back is because uh, they listened to the people and they steadily, nonstop, uphill battle, listened, implemented, listened, sure, implemented. Sure. Listened. Yeah. Well, also, also acquisition is a huge. Part. Yo, you yeah. ain't lying. Look at that BFD yeah. acquisition. Yeah, Where's yeah. that going? So, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, sometimes you got to take the L in time, right? And, and depend mm -hmm. on your older machines that are still classics that could still be used today. And that's one thing that Akai had advantage over Native. It's like, well, mm -hmm. they're putting out machine, but we still got classic beat machines that are still worth the money that they are. Like, yeah. Like, till this day. So, you know what? Those guys aren't complaining. The I only... honestly feel like they got a little bit lucky with how lackadaisical and disrupted Native Instruments was. I feel yeah. like if Native Instruments kept their core team that they originally had and they focused on that and it didn't become designed by committee, they they could they could be a new classic in that way and I feel yeah, like they kind of just got sloppy. But I'm I'm also I'm also not discrediting the fact that yo, I use my MK3 all the time. My machine is Oh, I do turned, too. No it doubt. It's turned on all the time. It's a great piece of, you know, piece of gear but it has a workflow that's that's unrivaled you know so oh this is where where I, when we talk about failures the one thing that machine made me look at mpc as a failure is the fact that i can't touch a pad and play it chromatically right away yeah that's yeah, huge. that's huge yeah, yeah right so like let's say if i have a keyboard controller hooked up to my you don't have to create a key group. I don't have it's to create instantly... a key group in machine. They're one and the same. Like the sample right, 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 is right. the key group. And, Huge. and, then, yeah, and a, we also see story. that. We also see that in Ableton. We see that. Cause, so that's a very like new school way of thinking of totally. the way that a sampler is yeah. integrated within something. And yo, yo something... Corey. Corey, yeah. do you still have that black and yellow uh, MPC? I, I, I was looking I, at it on the screen. 
Do not have it. And it's funny because the site that I just found it on, because I just wanted to show it and talk about the customizations, but I don't want to get into it because we're going to end up. Yeah, I know. We're getting ready to close out. But but I just want to show it right quick to let people know, like, that the the whole mods and customization thing, this was this was my MPC 5000. And like on this site that I just found it on, and I never heard of this site, I, I think it's called Worth Point. So they what's MPC worth and this description says something to the effect of this is a very well known MPC around the internet. It's referred to as the Bumblebee MPC. Like that was my choice. I customized and it was inspiring to me. And it was it actually was the first customized MPC five thousand. And uh, after that, cats, uh, I mean, NPC stuff, I think after that, like I painted all of that stuff. Oh, I know, <laughs> I remember. Yeah. And, um, yep. Yeah, wow. but it was a good process and that, it was so endearing to me. Uh, it was, it was it, it sparked creativity, man. So yeah. I think that's another yeah. thing that's dope about yeah. NPCs. Like, yep. even if you do something as simple as the knobs changed or, oh, or, yeah. or some people that went and got the screens. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm shocked you kind of showed sold that. Are you? Do you regret selling it? Or I mean, um, no, I don't regret selling it because I got to a point where I honestly outgrew it. It got to a point where my workflow was flooding the memory to a point like it took uh-huh, five uh-huh. years. But I got to a point where I was crashing that joint and starting to lose music okay, because of the you, way I you. was. Like I was sampling everything in, also, and it just didn't right. have the muscle. Also, if you know right. Tori, he don't ever turn off his gear. Oh yeah, that's a that's so a, that's a that whole that other too. topic. I'm, <laughs> I, oh, man. I'll tell you what, that's one of the things that the NPC taught me was because I was aware of the NPC 2000 XL screen issue that if you leave the screens on for too long the the screen will, the glue will start to dry out yeah, and separate. Man. So I got into the habit very early on of shutting my NPC off. This is my baby. Um, that's, a little, that's a little secret there shift trim is a quick panic to shut sound off on that uh, <laughs> but yeah so um this thing man has been with me through thick and thin and you ain't never been thick ken <laughs> i'm getting thick i'm getting thicker by the second <laughs> but yo <laughs> Let me tell you, got got the wit. I tell you what, though, man, like that thing. So, like, I've I've got that, and and I recently got rid of my MPC Live, and now I'm on the Force, uh, which feels very much like it's it's got MPC DNA all over it. You know, Ricky, what I mean, it's not an MPC, force, but it's MPC man. DNA all over it. And and I just really? gotta say, like, yeah, yeah, definitely. I would say I would say so too. Oh, it, so, it, here's what I'll say about the Force. If you come from an MPC, but you want that. Like, it, you've grown your studio to where you have a whole lot of gear that you want to live sample in quickly. The Force is that. Like, it's That's... it's it's the live sampling, you know, equivalent of the old school MPC routine. Because now it's like... And if you're an Ableton head, yeah, if you, if you love Ableton, especially, like, the Force is like a no-brainer. And mm. if you love MPCs and you love Ableton, like, the Force is like, it's, yeah, it's a no-brainer. <clears throat> hmm. Yeah, it, it, I, I'm really, I'm, I've, I'm finding myself extremely right happy with the, um, with the force right now because nowadays I'm creating more of my samples in time than right. I am right, sampling right, right. previous material that was already created. So yeah. because of that, it allows you to use that same MPC kind of workflow, 
but capture things and move forward much quicker. You know, hmm. so that's it, kind of it, tight. It's a, it's an interesting hybrid, um, and you know, not not without its issues, and not you know. It, I mean, they it's all not have their issues. Exactly, you know? exactly. But yeah, it's just one of those has things where quirks, right? I feel like <laughs> it's like a PC Mac thing where like some people need one thing and some people need another thing. I'm a, I'm a Mac guy. Like I I don't knock PCs at all. I think PCs are great. My daughter yeah. has a Surface Pro that I envy. It's awesome. Yeah, but certain things like just speak to different people and currently that's what's speaking to me you know Damn. but i'm but i'm also like i've been creating new beats on my 2000 xl and i'm finding myself super hype about it like it's and and the the what is it the pocket operator the pocket operator yeah. sampler who that huh. thing is dope yeah i have two of those that thing is tight okay. Damn. so yo <laughs> I'm gonna tell y'all, man. I think this has been a dope conversation. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I almost, I think I'm gonna plan one for every one of the dope samplers that's out there. Just we get should in do it. a part two for the NPCs at some point. I yeah. think we do got to do a part two. We're gonna come back and do a part two of the NPCs because there's still some stuff. I want to get more into mods, and I also want to get more into like some of those weird sort of techniques that maybe some of us may have kind of come across. Oh yeah, and and you know how it influenced some of the things that we might do on other stuff. So yeah, we may have to do a part two of it. But yo, Ricky, you go yeah. for it. Go for it. really quick. I want to share something here because I think you guys would really appreciate this. I haven't really found a space to uh, to to say this before, but I was kicking it with uh, Illa J, J Dilla's brother. Yep. yep. And mm -hmm. he showed me something that was like mind blowing. Basically, he he has the NPC live, and he's like, "Oh, check this out." it can load old projects. So he loaded up mm -hmm. his brother's sessions Whoa. and projects yeah. on the NPC, presses play, and you see the pads lighting up and all the song starts playing and you're just like, what Yo, the it's fuck like Dylan is going? Yep. That's Dude, crazy. it was crazy. like mind-blowingly. Yeah. Literally, my jaw was on the floor. I was like, I don't even yeah. know yeah. what to say right now. It's Man. pretty interesting because on Illa J's last album that he put out, I think, most of it was produced were Dilla beats, and I'm like, well, hey, that must have been a long process to go through, you know, the three thousand and transfer that. Oh, I know, I even know, yeah, more, uh, Dilla had an early Pro Tools uh, TDM system, so getting stuff off of that. So mm -hmm. I'm like, whoa! So basically, just putting it in the live and then just tracking it out from there, or converting that to an Ableton session, is yeah. crazy to me. Like, yeah, just the fact that you can do that. Yeah, it was it was so wild. So it's just like this weird. For the longest full time, it was just circle. programs, and and yeah, now you can do the whole sequence and everything. That's yeah, crazy, oh, that's right? wild. Yeah. Hey, Ricky, was, that's I, crazy, yeah. Ricky. My mind would have been blown. Oh yeah, watching oh, that. <laughs> it is saying it. Yeah, I was just like, I, yeah. like I think I just like left. I didn't I even know what to. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Man. I was Man. like, dude, hold it together, bro. Hold it together. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I got a special shout out though, Ricky. I don't know if you remember this, but well, I, you probably don't. But this is really awkward. So, uh, control voltage in Portland, mm -hmm. right? I won a Novation circuit when you were there. Oh uh, yeah, the Novation you, City Takeover. Yeah, right. So you yeah. went, you went there, and I won a Novation circuit, and I also bought my base station on that day. Dude. And, go, and and the base station is probably one of the most used pieces of gear. Hell I yeah. Have. And the, Hell cir yeah. the circuit is, is, a, is a dope little loop creator that I've been doing some weird stuff. My yeah. Homie, my homie's from North Carolina, Oak City Slums. Oh, dope. Yeah. 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 Awesome. He's the homie. 
Yeah, that's that's family for me. Uh, and we just, yeah, we got to get you back on and talk about some yeah. of that stuff too. Like, yeah, we do. and we got to do this in person when all yeah. this is over with. Yeah, bro. Yeah. You know, this Rona, bro. Like, yeah, man. This has been awesome. This no mo Rona. Super dope. <laughs> no mo. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm glad to have you on. I'm glad this was a really good conversation. And yeah, we're gonna do a part two and uh, and talk about some more stuff. But yeah. yo. Shout out to Gary Gnu if anybody wants to check out some some yes. amazing MPC 2000 uh, stuff. Yo, go check out Gary Gnu on Bandcamp. I just wanted to say that. We're going to plan a, a, a little bit more of these. But yo, uh, this is Beat People Podcast episode 67, uh, the classic standalone MPC. Let's just go ahead and call it part one. But yo, this has been brought to you by Beat People. And go to yeah. beatpeople.com and cop things. And yes, uh, support the channel. Yeah, just, <laughs> you know, cop things. <laughs> All right, so peace. Much yo, love, appreciate everybody. it. Peace. peace, peace. Yeah, that was. Um, yo, that was a good show. It was a good show. Really, really yeah, good. Super I enjoyed tired. the conversation so much. 